Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment. In this segment, we're going to be having a conversation with Lindsay Davis. Lindsay is joining us here as an HCM advocate and former Miss Ohio. She's going to share her experience being diagnosed with HCM on the heels of the recent FDA approval of Chemzyos, which is the first and only cardiac myosin inhibitor treatment that specifically targets the source of obstructive HCM. She's also going to talk a little bit about why it's so important for people to speak to their doctors if they're experiencing symptoms that may be related to HCM or maybe even if they have a family member diagnosed with HCM. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Lindsay. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me, Neil. It's an absolute honor to raise awareness about HCM with you today. Well, a former Miss Ohio uh, actress, I understand, um, patient advocate, <laughs> quite busy. Tell us a, a bit of your, your story. Uh, what were you doing when you were diagnosed? What was going on in your life? So I was a ballerina from the time I was three years old and on. And I was dancing about seven days a week. My ultimate dream was to go to Juilliard to dance with the Paris Opera Ballet and I started experiencing these symptoms in dance class. I was over fatigued. I couldn't get my heart to calm down. My coaches around me did not think that it could be a heart condition. I was young. I looked like the epitome of health. And one day after dance practice, I was feeling very fatigued. My heart rate was high. Um, I went home and I ended up collapsing and I was diagnosed with a heart condition called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which has been something I've dealt with for many years. It unfortunately ended my dance career, but um, not everyone's journey with HCM is the same. And for me, that was um, something that really changed the trajectory of my life. You've been dealing with it for, for years and you're dealing with it on a daily basis. How does it impact your health and your well-being aside from not allowing you to pursue your dream of dance? So for every HCM patient, their journey with it is different. Uh, their symptoms are different. Some people have no symptoms. Some people have very debilitating symptoms that can completely change their lives. There are many symptoms such as shortness of breath, tiredness, chest pain, or rapid heartbeat, dizziness, and then the fainting that I experienced personally. It's definitely very important for people to get diagnosed early on because a delayed or missed HCM diagnosis could put a patient's health at greater risk. After your diagnosis, did you discover that you have had a family history uh, of HCM? Um, my, I have had genetic testing. My personal condition was uh, developed de novo. No one in my family has it. We've been screened, which was really important for us to make sure that everyone else was safe. Um, but yes, it's definitely important to check family history in different uh, well-child screenings and different, whenever you're talking to your doctor, it's, it's important to, to ask those questions. Now, is this something that is always inherited or can lifestyle and environment contribute or cause HCM? For me, my my condition was genetic. Um, they were able to find the, the genetic cause for it. Mm -hmm. So in, in your opinion, what does this approval of uh, Chemzyos mean for the HCM patient community? 
So I talk to hundreds of patients through my work. We call each other heart buddies. Um, We bond over symptoms and experiences. And I'm just so grateful for companies like Bristol-Myers Squibb, who I'm partnered with to speak on media, um, who are working to develop these treatments that help me and my heart buddies. And the day of the approval, I had to have refreshed my browser about two billion in one time, <laughs> uh, just waiting for this announcement. And when it came out, to say that I got a little emotional would be a complete understatement. There has never been a treatment specific for obstructive HCM. Um, we just kind of treated symptoms for a long time. And for patients, and for patients like me, this news gives us hope, and it means that we can live a more normal life where HCM doesn't have to be the center of it. So this was absolutely life-changing, life-altering in the, the best ways that I could ever convey. How do you balance your, your career living with HCM and your activities on behalf of the HCM community as an advocate? So for every HCM patient, their journey is completely different. I'm very symptomatic. Others are not as symptomatic. Fortunately, I work very close with my amazing doctor, um, and he helps me to continue balancing my career. Um, I'm always in close contact with my healthcare team so that we're tracking my health so that we can talk about restrictions. Um, but it's just very important to understand that every case of HCM is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and HCM can limit their activity, sometimes even keeping them from doing simple everyday tasks. I mean, even for me, it's hard walking upstairs mm-hmm. some days. Other days I can be a little bit more physical. So it's definitely important to identify these cases of HCM and speak to a healthcare professional who can help you determine um, your best activity level. Does any of your advocacy involve um, legislation of any type? Well, a few years ago in Ohio, I saw a need to create awareness for sudden cardiac arrest. Um, I had learned that 72% of the kids that we were hearing about in the news that were just dropping on football fields, on basketball courts, they were reporting symptoms of these heart conditions and no one around them was identifying that. So I worked to spearhead the legislation called Lindsay's Law, which protects student athletes against sudden cardiac arrest via education. We educate the coaches, we educate the parents, and we educate the students themselves on the signs and symptoms of an underlying heart condition. And should they experience any of those, we remove them from play until they're able to be cleared by a doctor, Um, which is why I think that awareness for these conditions is just so unbelievably powerful. So what should people do to to learn more beyond talking to their physician if they're symptomatic? How can one just learn more about HCM? Well, I I definitely think it's really important to talk to a healthcare professional um, who knows your case and can help you determine uh, your best path forward with health. But there's also uh, resources such as coulditbehcm.com that could provide a little bit more information. Well, is there anything that you'd like to add? It's just been such an honor to be here today because if we raise awareness together, 
we can help identify these conditions and we can help save people and help people understand that there's hope with this condition, which I believe truly enriches lives. So just thank you so much for seeing the importance of, of speaking on HDM and raising awareness with me. It's been a pleasure speaking with you this morning, Lizzie. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Lindsay Davis. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.